0: I forgot we do this podcast. Ah, so oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the episode today, and after I finished, I was like, man, I'm so glad I get to hang out with Tuck. I really like this episode and want to talk about it. And then I realized <laughs> why we weren't hanging out.
1: <laughs> I love that, though. I mean, I honestly, that's kind of my hope, is that this podcast will just turn into just us hanging out. So that's good. Yeah,
0: for sure, for sure. I just... Sometimes it happens, and I just think it's hilarious when I... when I realize.
1: All wings report in.
0: House Dog, standing by. Mother Goose, standing by.
1: Low Tech Tuck, standing by. Lock S Foils in attack position. Animal Squadron ready for battle. Well, welcome
0: back, everybody, to the Animal Squadron. You're here with your hairiest
1: host, Mother Goose. And your main man, your boy, Low Tech Tuck. The one and only. (laughs) The one and only. Back and ready to get it.
0: For sure, for sure. (laughs) Well, today we're going to be talking about The Mandalorian, Chapter 8. I'm really sorry, Tucker, because... I was like, "Eh, I'm just going to watch it. I'm not going to take notes, and we'll just kind of, you know, let it flow. And then I ended up taking more notes than any other episode of The Mandalorian.
1: (laughs) Yep. Okay. All right, and like I told you earlier, I um, unfortunately ran out of time today. So, like, I've, I've seen the episode several times, but today I'm just going off of notes, pretty much. So... Let's get it.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. So this opening scene I think is one of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars. The one where the um uh the two stormtroopers right after they have captured Grogu are just like chilling and talking and like trying oh, yeah. to figure out what's going on.
1: Yeah, they have like a very candid, just like a dude with a coworker conversation. I like Yeah, it.
0: I Yeah. I'm sure it was scripted, but if you told me that that was just improv, like they just said, hey, you know, talk about whatever, I 100% will
1: believe that. Oh, I would too. Um, especially like the hitting Grogu thing, like the oh. other guy, the other guy, his reaction is real. Like he's like, whoa, hey, don't do that. You know, like yeah. it's, um, I honestly, I I think it is improv, if I'm yeah, guessing. And, yeah.
0: And then... And then Grogu bites him and he hits
1: him too! <laughs> I love it. Our boy's always fighting. Our boy's always fighting, honestly. <laughs> He's here for the violence. Chooses I, violence every day.
0: Right. I did think it I was like, I was mad they hit him. I was mad that they just put him in a sack, a yep. satchel.
1: Yep. But also if you're stealing a baby, it's efficient. That, that is.
0: That is very true, and Grogu stays in that satchel pretty much the entire episode, except for one point, which yep. I thought was interesting. I'm sure, I'm sure it was just to save money. I'm sure it's a lot easier just to have his head sticking out than, you know, yeah. fully animating. Or I think they do use a puppet. Like sometimes it's animated, it, sometimes it's an actual puppet.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think actually it's mostly a puppet. Or yeah the movements appear to be i should right, say right but actually one thing i do like though again with the sack thing is ig11 as a robot he's also only thinking in efficiency and so yeah yeah he just grabs the bag that's it
0: <laughs> yeah very very easy yep um uh i think the last couple things i have about this is them trying to shoot the can and then both missing
1: yeah, that was a really good, like, hidden joke. I like that.
0: Yeah, and then, like, the the one, I think it's the one that's holding Grogu, like, shakes his blaster next to his ear, and you can hear it sounds like something's broken inside of it.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, or at <laughs> least miss something's that. loose. I missed that. That's funny. Yeah. Um, what is, um, oh, what does Obi-Wan say... Oh, only stormtroopers can be so precise. That's, that's yeah. the line from the original movie. Right. I would love to see an edit where it's like, only stormtroopers can be so precise, and then it shows this. <laughs> they just can't even hit a can. <laughs> Listen, I'll do it. <laughs> I will do it. It's happening. And whenever
0: we do make our like official YouTube channel for all our podcasts and stuff, I'll throw it on there.
1: Love to see it. Love to yeah. see it. That's a good clip right there.
0: <laughs> For sure. That was a good idea, Tuck. <laughs> um, I don't know. To, sorry. Just to get on that. How do you feel? Like, I'm personally a strong believer that, okay, yes, that scene kind of sucked. But I think a lot of the times where we see stormtroopers sucking, like, the big example is in episode four.
1: But yeah, like like in the hallway.
0: Yeah, they, I mean, they were told to let the, uh, let them escape so they could follow them to the rebel base.
1: Well, and also, I mean, they obviously they've passed stormtrooper basic training and yeah, like have done some marksmanship kind of stuff. So they can't be that bad. But still, it's been a long time Star Wars joke, like literally since the very start. Yes, for sure. We keep rolling with it, even though it's not true. Justice
0: for the stormtroopers.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, because. Honestly, they're probably pretty good shots, but yeah. I love to see a good joke. Every same,
0: now and then. Yeah. same for <laughs> sure. Especially because, like, it, I really like what Star Wars has done with like um, Andor. Um, oh, oh, what is it? Andor and Andor and Solo, we get to see a really big transition between uh, because there's the Stormtrooper Corps, and then there's the Imperial Army, and they're both obviously work for the Empire, but they are different. But by the time we get to episode four, pretty much most of the Imperial Army has been converted to stormtroopers, which I think is very interesting. Yeah. Um, just the just the way it all worked out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. From the movies and stuff, I think pretty much it's you are stormtrooper, which is mm-hmm. army unless you're an officer. Officers don't get clone trooper, I mean, uh, stormtrooper armor, but then otherwise, your navy, but even their armor is the same, which is kind of weird, too. Right, which you really can't tell, it's just basically if they're on a ship or not,
0: which all goes to that, like, uh, the feeling that the the Empire wanted the galaxy to feel like there was an endless number of stormtroopers, and like, uh, that's something I'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, that I think this episode does really, really well. Um, And I think transitioning the Imperial Army and just making them all stormtroopers really, really bolstered their numbers.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Or it it certainly appeared that way.
0: Yeah. And that, that, honestly, we're talking about accuracy and stuff. That might have um, been a big reason, like, maybe the original stormtroopers were super good and accurate. And then once the Imperial Army was merged with it, you know, there's no way they were all as good as normal stormtroopers.
1: Yeah. Well, and also if you think about what stormtroopers are in in our real life, um, in World War One they were like your trench raider kind of guys that were your, right. your real hard dudes, you know, who just would go in there and just wreck the trench. Um, whereas your normal guys weren't necessarily like that. Yeah, yeah. And I think in real life, if the Germans had done that in World War One, we probably would have seen the, the same thing. Like, if everyone was a stormtrooper, then therefore no one's a stormtrooper storm because it's just normal. Right, right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I am 13 minutes into our recording and we have officially made it to the title screen.
1: Yes, sir. <laughs> Longest intro ever. I love it.
0: Um, so, I, uh, I just have a couple lines here. Uh, this is the scene where they are essentially holding out or hiding in that building as Moff Gideon's giving his speech. Um, he mentions the Night of a Thousand Tears, which mm-hmm. I think this might be the first time we get a mention of that. Uh, I can't remember.
1: That sounds correct. Other than the armor in an earlier episode...
0: Oh, that is true. She might have said something.
1: Well, she mentions basically like why they're there that Mandal like that Mandalore's gone.
0: That's right, pretty much right. it.
1: That's pretty much all we get. So Which yeah, I, I mean, as far as the name Knight of a Thousand Tears, this is the first time, I believe. Gotcha.
0: I, I just it. really like how um how the show handled the Night of a Thousand Tears and how it slowly built up to it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um And is this I, the scene where he says Night of a Thousand Tears and then we get a cutscene of it with TIE bombers bombing Mandalorian? No.
0: We oh. do we do get a flashback. Uh Grief. That's his name. Sorry, <laughs> I always forget. Grief says something about how, like, weren't you born a Mandalorian? And he's like, and Kara says, uh, Mandalorian's not a race, and he's like, it's a creed. And then we get a flashback to um Din during uh the Clone Wars. This is where we find out. This was the, we get two flashbacks throughout for season one, but this was the longer one. So we we get to see him hiding, his parents kind of dying, like they close the door and then a bombshell hits. Um and then the Mandalorians actually coming in and saving him. Mm-hmm. Um But a little before that, uh just two more lines to point out. Uh Mo- Moff Gideon, sorry, I almost said grief, <laughs> uh tells grief if you're asking if you can trust me, you cannot. And I love that line so much.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's solid. That's a solid bad guy right there.
0: And then we also get Kara mentioning the Mind Flayers, which becomes an important thing in Season 3. I But I think this might be the, uh, the first mention of them, if I'm uh, remember, remembering correctly.
1: And if I remember correct, it's also the first canonical mention of Mind Flayers in general. Yeah.
0: Yeah, cuz I I know there's a little bit of it in it, like episode 4 with the probe droids and stuff, but like I think there's a connection probably between the two, but definitely not the same thing.
1: Yeah, well like the probe droid, for instance, the one that's about to stab Princess Leia famously in A New Hope, like right when Darth Vader's talking to her like at the very beginning of the movie. That one it's alluded to in the movie that it's like gonna make her talk so i think right. it's reasonable to assume that it's a truth serum kind of thing yeah yeah but as far as actual like mind flares i think pretty much other than illusions like that you only really get them in the eu
0: right right yep. and also like as D fans like it's just so cool. They call them mind flares,
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's awesome. It d- d- definitely whoever wrote this plays D and D. Yeah, but also too. I mean, D and D came around not that long after Star Wars.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's
1: also, for instance, why a lot of EU novels will have mind flares in them. I mean, I I, re- I think they kind of go hand in hand because D and D D and D came out in... I don't know the mid 1980s yeah and that's less than 10 years after Star Wars so and that's also when a lot of the EU novels were written is the mid 1980s so I think it all kind of is just one big one big deal like obviously the the mind flayers are named after the D&D mind flayers because that was new and cool at the time
0: right right um But yeah, so we get the flashback. Um, I just want to point out how good the super battle droids look in this scene.
1: Yeah, the live-action ones, love the movie. And sorry, Mac, whenever you hear this, but these are way better than the Attack of the Clones or even the Episode 3 B2 super battle droids.
0: Yeah, they they look really good. Uh, And I think... Um, I'm not 100% sure on this, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that these are Death Watch uh, Mandalorians here.
1: Yeah, I mean, you see the um, the blue armor.
0: Right, right. And I think we see one of them with the Death Watch symbol, on their, uh, the sigil on their shoulder. Yeah. But I don't remember exactly what that looks like. So I was I paused it and I looked at it for a little bit and I was like, I think that is it, but...
1: Isn't it a hand?
0: something like that yeah
1: yeah it's um, been a while well at we the know. time at the time you've got because of clone wars anyway you've got that um uh, one well, where the children of the watch come from is that moon off of mandalore that the death watch goes and lives after maul's siege right i forget right. What that moon is called but anyway so it would make perfect sense why they're the ones who saved him and also why he's mm-hmm. a child of the
0: yeah, yep. yeah, for sure. Uh, well, do you have anything before IG Eleven comes in? No. Gotcha. Uh, my exact note is IG Eleven. Why would you come to town? But also, you're freaking sick.
1: Oh, dude, yeah, like and him, like rotating and blasting shooting everything. Yeah, yeah, love it. Love it.
0: And like the way he's working, like his own blasters, but also the blaster on the. I forgot what they're called, Max. The speeder, speeder bike. bikes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got your
1: back. <laughs> you
0: didn't hear that, McKinsey. Um, yeah, just just the way he's working everything is just so cool. There's explosions, um, people are dying, and then um he comes in uh and like he throws the bike and it like runs stormtroopers over, and then uh the Din, Kara, and Grief come out and start fighting. Like, it is just an amazing scene.
1: Oh yeah. What I also love too, while IG11's rotating and shooting and all that stuff and firing the speeder bike blasters and all that. He's also the whole time you can watch him like rotating his chest to keep Grogu in the back. Yes. Out mm-hmm. of um out of blaster range. I think that's yeah. really cool.
0: Yeah. Especially like I think we I don't know about you, but me for sure. Like, I wasn't sure about IG Eleven. You know, mm-hmm. I've had similar sentiments to Den. Like, can we really trust this thing? Yeah, you know. And to see that, it was like, wow, this thing is actually caring for this child.
1: Yep, yeah, it's really cool. And then also just the IG Eleven, I love Taika Waititi mm-hmm. in general. Um, uh, one of my favorite bits of like one of my favorite movies ever is What We Do in the Shadows, the original one that he wrote and started. And, like, I just, I love that man. And so, therefore, I love IG-11. Anytime I get to see him is a good time.
0: For sure. For sure. Uh, Let's see. Oh, okay. So, here's a question. We see a death trooper punched Din right in the face. How much do you think that hurt his hand?
1: (laughs) Probably... I mean, I would think it would break his hand. Right. Because even, like, pretty soft metals, like, let's say you punch a car. Um, You know, like, a lot of cars nowadays are made out of aluminum or very thin sheet metal, like, very light materials. And mm-hmm. that'll break your hand, like, immediately. Yeah. So, I would think that that would break his hand. But right? Yeah.
0: I don't know. It just it makes me think of that scene in the um, the Clone Wars uh, final arc, the Siege of Mandalore, where a clone trooper punches (laughs) punches a Mandalorian. Yep. (laughs) Which I think I I honestly it's got to be a meme with like I know we as a community has memed it, but it's got to be a meme within the Star Wars team because we see clones. Just straight up punch Mandalorians. We see clones punch battle droids. We saw this guy punch Din. Like, yeah, somebody's yeah. doing this on purpose.
1: <laughs> yeah, but also I could see from the clone's perspective, and then also the Death Troopers' perspective too, like, a punch, while obviously you're not trying to throw a punch to knock him out, a punch is a good way to also just keep something like keep someone off you, you right, know. Like it's right. kind of like a push, mm-hmm. maybe that's why they do it. I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, um, okay, so sorry. Uh, as somebody who studies a lot of like history and stuff, like a lot of times Star Wars just devolves into these like melee brawls while everyone has guns. Yep. How, how do you feel about that?
1: I like it because I think it's realistic. Um, really? There is, uh, like, especially in history, a good example would be, like, the American Civil War. hmm. Officers and sometimes just regular troops would carry swords. And a lot of people think that, like, oh, that was just for show to show rank. No, like, they were still trained to use swords at that yeah. time. Yeah. And that was not that long ago. I mean, 1860 was. Well, 1861, which is when it started, was only 100 and. Doing the math real quick. 162 years ago? Yeah. And, you know, so, I mean, those guys knew how to use swords for combat for that purpose was just because of melee. And then even today, I mean. Troopers all around the country, soldiers, they're issued knives and taught how to wrestle and taught like Krav Maga kind of stuff, martial arts. I mean, yeah, you know, and it's because there's what is called in defense shooting and also like military history and that kind of thing. There's what's called the 21 foot rule. Okay. And basically what the 21 foot rule is, is... Within 21 feet, only 7 yards, someone with a knife can get to you faster than you can draw your gun and fire. Okay,
0: interesting.
1: And so, obviously those guys need to know how to fight, other than with a gun, because sometimes someone might be a little too close to you, and you can't draw your gun in time.
0: Yeah, which, and I I think for the the Star Wars universe, it especially, like, Clone Wars era, it it makes sense. The two most powerful fighters were very keen on, like, close-up combat. Like, the Jedi, obviously, their main weapon was their lightsaber. They're coming in close. Mm -hmm. And then the, um, Mandalorian's like, yeah, if you could shoot a weak spot, and yes, there's a whole argument on, like, Beskar had been really diluted at that point, and their armor wasn't as good, but, like, their armor was pretty blaster-proof, you know, Mm -hmm. and they were also some of the most trained hand-to-hand fighters in the galaxy. So I'm guessing armies were even more so prepared for hand-to-hand combat. Because, like, what what are you going to do when a Jedi is right in your face?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, and then also we're talking, like, 21-foot roll, That's just a human running. Yeah. Imagine someone with a jetpack. <laughs> right. Or, like, I mean, they can come at you way faster than you can draw your gun. So, yeah. I mean, that'd be something where you'd—or or a Jedi— which they have supernatural reflexes and also can move at super speed. I mean yeah. you gotta be ready for that <laughs> if you're yeah. um fighting in a war. So I like it. I think it's realistic.
0: Nice. Okay, cool. I, I know yeah. I know a lot of people have complained about it and um we probably need to move on, but I really wanna do an episode in the future where we specifically talk o- about the Battle of Geonosis.
1: Okay. How
0: come? Uh, I've learned recently that I think eighty percent, eighty six percent of the clones that fought in that battle died, and that there was a lot of animosity between the clones and the Jedi because the Jedi led the in their first battle. The Jedi got better as they went on, but like they they led the clones as if it were an army of Jedi, essentially and it got most of them killed.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Well, and then also, from what I remember, a lot of Jedi died, too. Yeah. That'd be something yeah. interesting to talk about as well, like just how many people died in that one battle. I mean, it's Ooh. it's pretty wild when you think about it. It's, you know what? Ac- yeah
0: actually I might be wrong on that number the 86 percent it was still a very high number of clones died but the 86 might actually be the number the percentage of Jedi that died in that battle
1: I could see that um I mean, a lot oh uh, yeah a lot died
0: <laughs> yeah uh but yes we'll we'll do a deep dive on that because i I have a lot to say especially about our boy mace
1: yeah well and then also I mean we're both math boys we like it yeah. It'll be it'll be interesting. For sure.
0: Uh okay, but to get us back into it, uh last major thing I have about this fight scene here is uh I wrote that something I love about this fight is that they kill so many troopers and not once before they escape does it feel like they actually made any progress. More and more just kept coming. And that's what I was talking about earlier, just the sheer number of troopers. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, and also, too, if they all looked the same, it may not have even had to have been that many. If they have yeah. enough firepower and enough reinforcement troops, I mean, you could make, say, 150 look like a 1,000. Yeah. Because they all look the same. You don't know. It's just a sea of white. Right. You know? Right. And, I, I cool. mean,
0: you kill some, and there's... The the guy behind him looks exactly the same. It's gotta be a little disorientating.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh for sure. Or you you kill one and you turn around and there's another one. Or yeah, you know, like stuff like that, you just probably don't even know which way's up and which way's down at some point. Yeah.
0: Which you swinging. know Yeah. Very smart on the good old palps side.
1: Yeah. Well, like we've talked about before, he is the master in playing yeah. war games. He knows what
0: For he's sure. doing. Yep. For sure. Um, let's see. Then just quickly Din gets blown up and they retreat back into the building.
1: Yep. So And then Moth Gideon orders that flame trooper guy.
0: Yes, we get to see a flame trooper. I th- is this the first live action flame trooper we've gotten
1: to see? Other than the sequels. Oh yeah, right, right. It's the first it's the first original Empire.
0: trooper, gotcha that i've seen
1: that i could think
0: um yeah so i (laughs) i wrote down um if i had a nickel for every time Grogu saved din from a fire in a season finale i'd only have two nickels but it's weird it happened twice (laughs) right
1: (laughs) dude honestly (laughs) i love the way that you wrote that down that's hilarious. <laughs> I I
0: love that quote from Doofenshmirtz. I try and
1: use it every chance I can. <laughs> I'd only have 2 nickels, but it's weird it happened twice. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'm going to take that with me. That's a that's Please a keeper. Do. That's Please hilarious.
0: <laughs> um, I don't know. I just I'd completely forgotten about it. And obviously, you know, we finished season 3 within the la- what, like last 4 months, right?
1: Yeah, if I remember right, march Marchish. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
0: um, it was still pretty fresh on my mind, and I literally I was sitting there watching it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this does happen twice." <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, that's funny. I did want to ask you, however, at this point, Dennis t- saying like, "Leave me, uh, give me a warrior's death. I'm not gonna make it." You know, we see all the blood on Kara's hand, like. At this point, we didn't know if Mandalorian was getting a second season. Um, Yeah. Your first watch through, was there a part of you that thought he might not make it?
1: Um, you know, maybe. I think part of me, part of me knew that at that point the child wasn't going to die. Yeah. And part of me knew that Most of the main characters weren't going to die, but at that one, you know, I I really did kind of in the back of my mind thought that maybe that if we were going to get a season two, that maybe it would be about a different Mandalorian, yeah, or that because they really didn't release much on the story at all,
0: yeah. Before stuff
1: came out, so I really had no idea. I just kind of was on the edge of my seat, just seeing what was going to happen
0: same same i i think for me it was it was the moment when we saw the blood that i was like oh he he actually got hurt mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah it's kind of like um you know if you've ever seen a movie or a comic book movie or read a comic book or something where superman dies or gets hurt you know yeah and you're just like holy crap like they hurt superman like I didn't think they could do that. This is, this is bad. <laughs> yeah, this is, this bad. is very bad, <laughs> right? <laughs> when Superman starts bleeding, that's not good. This was kind yeah. of the same, the same feeling, I think. Like the Mandalorians bleeding. Holy crap! Yeah. What are we gonna Which, do? Which
0: that was really smart on Gideon's side of just blowing up the gun. Yeah. But also, it makes me think like if this is. 'Cause they went on and on about how dangerous a weapon this was before.
1: Oh, you're talking about if like it... the, the big um thing on a tripod? Yeah. The floating machine gun thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if they could, like why were they so stressed out if they could just blow it up in one shot?
1: Yeah, right, right.
0: <laughs> like all all it took was Din sticking his head out, shooting the thing, and he would have killed multiple stormtroopers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. Um silly.
0: But very smart on Gideon's side. Uh, oh yes, we get IG Eleven telling Den that because uh, Den's like, oh, I took a greed. Not a living thing can see me, and IG Eleven says, I'm not a living thing, and takes his helmet off.
1: Yeah, well, and I like how robotic that is. I mean, he just yeah. the man's just spitting facts. He's like, Yeah, well, not human. So,
0: yeah, <laughs> and I, I love his joke after too, where he's like, Your central processor has been damaged. Then it's like my my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Yep,
1: that's good stuff.
0: Yeah, just really good writing in this episode.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Um, Do you have anything else before the um,
1: uh, tunnels? Uh, As far as the writing goes, actually, and IG-11, I'm pretty sure Taika Waititi was the one who did this episode, if I remember correctly.
0: I know for sure he directed it. I'm not... um... Because, was, you know, that was like the first thing that popped up when the credits rolled. I did not see, I did not wait long enough to see who actually wrote the episode. But I'm I'm sure it was him, or him and a team of people.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, and then also I just, I like it, like, just being a fan of his. I love his sense of humor. Yeah. And I think that line right there, that, that sounds like something that he would do.
0: Yes, and I, I love yeah. how robotic IGN-11 is after it, where he's like, that was a joke. I'm trying to lighten the mood.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I love that just in movies and stuff when robots recognize their robots and even say so. Like that's just that's just funny.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yep. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um okay, so a couple couple things here in let's uh sewers. That's what they're called. Yep. <laughs> um we see the teenage mutant ninja turtles. Yep, and they come and they beat up Din and they take all his Beskar and say, yep. you're
1: Mandalore no more. They think he's Shredder. <laughs> and, then they, and then while they run away, that Mikey throws a piece of pizza at him. And that's it. Yep. Just insult to injury.
0: And then Grogu eats it and has a pizza addiction.
1: Yep. <laughs> he goes
0: from one day becoming the Mandalore to just being like a, a fat gamer in Din's
1: basement. <laughs> the pizza man instead of the Mandalore. <laughs> I can't pause, dad! It's an online game! <laughs> I can't take out the trash yet. I told you, I'll do it later!
0: <laughs> He's, like, playing with one hand and, like, trying to force take the trash out. <laughs> uh. Um. Okay, so we get to see a pile of uh, Beskar armor, Uh. which, how many... It had to have been a crap ton of Imperials to come and attack this mandalorian coven
1: oh yeah and they'd have to be coming from all sides
0: yeah there must there had to have not been a way out because i mean that's a that is a lot of armor
1: yeah or i mean i'm just thinking about this like honestly here um they may have just used a bomb too (laughs) or some sort of gas no you're right (laughs) <laughs> what? that's awful I didn't
0: think about it but you're right
1: yeah I mean cause it's a, it's a sealed area so yeah. I mean I don't know I, oh, that I hate to get too dark but I think that's probably what they did a bomb or yeah. gas or something just wipe them out yeah especially with as destroyed as
0: that Beskar armor was it, it had to have been
1: yeah well and also I mean if you think about it this way like if you sent a bunch of stormtroopers down there, the stormtroopers would be trapped too. Right, right. And that's that's really risky. hmm Whereas a bomb's not that risky. I don't know. That's just that's just my weird way of thinking. But No, no. That's what that I think they probably did.
0: That <laughs> is that is very true. Yep. Yep. Um Man, that sucks. Like, I'm thinking back to like the it's not just a pile of armor, like it is pretty beat up armor so i really think it would it definitely would take a bomb to have done that much damage
1: yeah yeah i would i would think so and then also like you know blasts don't bounce so yeah that'd be a way to defeat their armor too because if you go in there with blasters there's a chance that they're deflecting a lot of the stuff yeah whereas a bomb it it doesn't matter if you have armor or not dang Dang. On a happier note, <laughs> on a happier note, Dennis told he must take Grogu to find the Jedi. That's true. Yeah. And that's the first time that we hear someone talk about the Jedi in yeah. Mandalorian, which is interesting.
0: Right. And I, again, I like we've talked a lot on this podcast about uh, Empire propaganda and how it made it seem like the Jedi were very ancient. Mm -hmm. and it has been a long time since they died out and like it's just a small thing that we can see that like yeah yeah that propaganda really did work
1: oh yeah well and like when you think about it too you know Obi-Wan Kenobi Yoda well and then obviously Luke was only five years prior but Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda that was less than ten years before Yeah. Yeah. and like those like, two were still alive too.
0: I think we're we're gonna do a whole episode talking about this, but I think there was close to thirty Jedi that we know in canon that survived Order sixty six, and by the time Episode four starts, most of them are dead.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: You know. So I mean, this is another. What do we say? Five to nine years. I don't think we knew exactly. Um. Mm-hmm. But then it's. Three years between those two films, another four. So, like, we're looking at nine to 13 years, roughly?
1: Yeah. That they're all gone. Yeah. And then also, too, I mean, just, again, like you were saying, the Empire just were masters of just convincing people that, no, there's no Jedi out there. They don't exist.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um... But yes, I really do like that um, the armor essentially tells Din that, like, until you find his people, you are his father.
1: Yep. Yep, he's a foundling. He's your foundling.
0: Yeah, and I I don't know. I just love that. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you have anything else before she fights the the troopers?
1: Is this where we find out that Din's a foundling, too, this episode? Yes, that was—sorry, that was the flashback— Yeah, yeah. right. But I think it's just kind of—it's a cool piece of poetry that the foundling has a foundling.
0: Um, Yes, I love that.
1: Taking and I love how they take care of each other. They teach Mm -hmm. each other things. It's nice.
0: Yes, it's nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we see five stormtroopers come in, and she's you know like kneeling down, and like one of them hits her helmet with his gun. Uh, I I really like the dink sound of his mm-hmm. gun hitting the metal. But then she just obliterates these guys. And there's one specific one that she tosses into her furnace. And, like, clearly the top half of him is burning. But then it cuts to a different angle and shows the furnace again. And there's no bottom half, meaning he just slowly slid in and disintegrated
1: completely. <laughs> Man, this episode's yeah. dark. <laughs> right? <laughs> when I mean, you really start to think about it. Jeepers. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, think about it. It's If it's uh, hot enough to melt Beskar, it's probably hot enough to melt the guy.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, and, you know, if Beskar and steel melt at similar temperatures, that's like, it's probably like 1800 degrees or something. Fahrenheit. I mean, yeah. yeah. What
0: sucks is we hear him screaming.
1: He did not die instantly. Yeah. Ouchie. But hey, At Ouchie. least he went in head first and not feet first. Yeah. Well and also, uh, Elijah, feel free to cut what I'm about to say. But um skin doesn't burn, it melts too. Oh Which just a just a Give you something else to make you cringe. I Yuck. just wanted to tell you that real quick.
0: <laughs> no. I, I may or may not keep it. If I had to hear it, they have to hear it. <laughs> it
1: it's like the Christmas special all over again. It's, oh, you know, if you have to yeah. suffer through it, we all gotta. Yeah. We all gotta do yeah. it together.
0: Um, well, do you have anything here before they get on the boat? Nope. Great. Uh, my first note is, who gave that
1: R2 unit arms? Oh, yeah. Dude, that's, like... It's it's creepy. It's real creepy. (laughs) That's just another thing, like... There's a lot of things in this episode that are just... They're kind of scary, honestly. Especially when you dive deep on them.
0: And they didn't even just give him a set of arms. They gave him two sets of
1: arms. And legs. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, doesn't he stand? But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, like...
0: They did something to his top head bit that spins around where it's, like, lifted and higher up than a normal R2's Yeah, I I don't know. Just somebody, somebody, some twisted mind had a little too much fun.
1: Yep. Well, and then also, whenever we first see him, he's melted to the ship. So you have no idea until he's like, oh, you guys ready to go? And he stands up and everyone's like, oh. Wow, that's yeah. horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Not cool, man. Not
0: cool. <laughs> yes, they really... They did the reveal very well. Yeah. Um. Let's see. And they're floating down. Din's like, oh, there's a whole platoon out there, which is... I I don't know. I don't, I don't really know military sizes, but there's like 20 guys, I think. Hmm. That sound about right?
1: A uh, platoon, I think, in real life, well... Again, we're Americans, we only know about American stuff. but True, true. A platoon in the American military, I think, is larger than that. Gotcha. Um, I'm going to Google it just because, but yeah. I th- I want to say it's about 50.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, because, like, the initial shots, we see four on one side and five on the other, and I was like, nine, guys? That's hardly anything. And then we get a wider shot right before IG-11 explodes, and there's, I didn't count, but there had to have been at least, like, 20.
1: Yeah, this is, um, okay, so according to Wikipedia, anyway, just real quick Googling it, a platoon in the U.S. military is 20 to 50 troops.
0: Oh, okay. That, then, yeah, that, that sounds about right.
1: So it's either a small platoon or not a platoon. I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see, we have, um, so IG, IG-11 says, you know, I'm gonna sacrifice myself, uh, they try and figure out another plan, specifically Din's trying to find out another plan, and, um, I really love that we can see in just this short amount of time, Din has grown to care for IG-11. Yeah,
1: and, like, he, he actually fights him, like, he's like, no, like, I don't want you to blow yourself up, I just think that's. Very
0: sweet. Yeah, and he tries to use the droid's, like, programming against him. Like, no, your programming is to protect the kid. You can't do that if you're dead. hmm Yep. Um, and I, I love the line where uh, IG-11 says, it's okay to be sad. And it's like, I'm not sad. And IG-11's like, I've monitored your voice.
1: You are <laughs> sad. <laughs> Savage IG-11 added it again. I love it. Yep.
0: And then he goes and he blows himself up. Yep. Kills everybody.
1: Yep. Wipes out a whole... Well, I, I mean, I guess he doesn't kill all of them or we don't know for sure, but wipes out a whole platoon, pretty much. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. And I, I really liked his sacrifice. I feel like this is a very powerful scene.
1: Yeah, and I like, too, how they never brought him back... Totally, you know, like, so his sacrifice actually means something.
0: Yeah, I I was a little worried when they first started bringing him back because we might do a whole episode on this in the future or maybe in a tangent episode. Disney's not the best about letting people just stay dead.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. So I
0: was I I was happy with how they handled season three. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, then we get Moff attacking them as they get out, and yeah. Din, this is one of the coolest scenes in the entire series. Din, like, jetpacks over the sh- the TIE fighter, spins around, grapple hooks onto it, um, you know, Moff tries to shake him off, Din's able to get a bomb on the ship, and he leaves blows up destroying one of the wings it's just mm-hmm. so cool
1: and then we get one of my favorite sounds in star wars and it's the sound of a tie fighter going down it's like woo, 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 woo. I, I love that noise
0: i it's can't cool. wait till i edit because discord 100 muted you that whole time <laughs>
1: We'll just play the noise. People will understand. Yeah. Oh no, I'm sure your
0: your audio picked it up, but it just didn't come through to me, so I'm excited
1: oh. to hear it. It's just a high pitched spinning noise. Is all it nice. Is. Nice.
0: Okay, so this is I think the only complaint I have in the episode. Uh actually wait, do you have anything on the um the scene with moth?
1: No, actually. I will go on the record as saying this is my favorite way that anyone has ever taken down a TIE fighter ever.
0: Yeah. Uh, You know what? I think... Me too.
1: I think it's freaking sweet. That's all I have to say.
0: For sure. For sure. So uh, this is the only complaint I have about the episode is they defeat Moth and then it's just like, yeah, we did it. We freed Navarro. And it (laughs) just like... And Kara does. She makes a line like, I'm going to stick around in case there are any more imps. But it it just felt so rushed and like a really big tonal shift to me. Yeah. Um, because like earlier in the episode, there were literally so many stormtroopers, they just couldn't, they couldn't stay. And then right. IGN-11 kills 20 of them and and that was enough that, okay, Navarro's free now.
1: Yeah, well, I think first of all, like my my theory on that is that there weren't that many clone troopers. They were just yeah. masters of making it look like it. Gotcha. And then B, I think the reason that was so rushed was because Rangers was supposed to come out at the time in like a year and a half or something. Right. Like it was right. It's gonna be really quick. So I think I think they were just doing that to tease Rangers.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Um, also, when you said, um, they were just making it look like there was more, my mind, I just saw an image of, like, a stormtrooper running into the battle, shooting once, and then, like, running behind a trash
1: can and running back out, like, in a circle. Yeah. but also, leave it to Sneaky Sheev to have them do that. I mean, maybe right? that's what they were trained to do, I don't know. <laughs> honestly, honestly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't know, it just, at least, wa- it's never bothered me before, but... It just felt like a weird tonal shift today.
1: Yeah. With how quick it was, like they were just wrapping it up yeah. a little too quick.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we see Din and uh, Grogu fly off, and we get, I think, one of my favorite scenes. Uh, Moff Gideon cutting himself out with a dark saber.
1: Yeah. Well, and what an ending to season one. I mean, that right. was like, uh, my jaw was on the floor when I watched that. And it looked so
0: good in live action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the Darksaber, I'm kind of amazed at how good they made it look.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, it didn't look like a lightsaber. It didn't look like a sword. It just looked like its own thing. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's really cool. Yeah. For sure. It looked as good or better than it did in Clone Wars.
0: De- definitely. Definitely. yeah yep. Um well that's that's all I have. Do you have anything else on this episode? No.
1: No, other than I'm excited to continue on. Yeah. With other episodes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well I think actually um to our audience, we're going to be taking just a little break from Mandalorian as we prep for Ahsoka. Um yep. so we've we've got a couple episodes uh that we've talked about that will be getting out soon uh just to kind of prep for that series and then we're gonna uh hopefully be able to uh review ahsoka and then we we'll, we should get to the Mandalorian after that
1: yeah it'll be good it's gonna yeah. be a good
0: time very excited well uh thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of animal squadron as always um if you have any questions, feel free to email us at animalsquadron at gmail.com. Again, that is animalsquadron at gmail.com. If you're listening on Spotify, uh, the question will be of the week will be just what you thought of Mandalorian Chapter 8. And if you are listening somewhere where you can leave us a review, we would love to hear what you thought. Anyway, for the Animal Squadron, this has been Mother Goose.
1: And your main man, Low The one and only. <laughs> ya yeah, boy. Goodbye, everybody. Adios.